Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. We are playing as Sir Crokington, and we're just about to get the Wand of Dragonfire by undertaking the Blood of Zadzuin quest. One wintry night, the Goblin Chlorine. Start the adventure. Here we go. Early, quite early one wintry night, quite a few years from now, in a familiar corn, corner of the kingdom. The bad idea we... The balladeer reached down and placed the worn lute next to the leg of his chair inside. The crowd, at this time of year and this time of night, in the common wound of the globbing claw was notoriously thin. But this particular evening it seemed especially so. The great bearded man hailing from Trific scanned the faces of the few who had faithfully gathered to hear epic tales of goblins in the snowy passes of the Fedowins, all timeless yarns about Seer and his magical sword Moonstorm, and suddenly wondered why he bothered coming here at all. The trip from the Witherport was neither easy nor pleasant, and the swords he received from his fantastical tail spinning had long been on the decline. Perhaps, as he had grown to believe, the stories he he told it told have been recited so often that they'd lost the magic that each of their carefully chosen words so readily conjured. The bard was a practical man above all else, however, and he knew it was not the stories themselves that were to blame. He was old. Older than his old father had been when the winter claimed him nearly thirty years ago, and he was tired. He knew those who still politely turned an ear to his age-worn tale did so largely out of respect, or simply out of habit. He knew the truth, and it served to give him pause. Apart from those who had lingered about the inn both day and night, and who had in their hearts reserved a a cherished place for the waning craft, 
No one had come to hear the tale. Tired tales of a tired old man. Pardon me, Mr. Tallgrave. A sharp cloth at his finger draw, draw, drew the bandoliers. Grondwing gaze from the blaze just beyond the hearth to the figure of a young boy standing to the left of his chair. Could we have one about Sir Crokington? My bro- have the one about Sir Crokington? My brother's never heard it, and I can't do it justice. An even younger lad sat cross-legged on the floor a few feet away. The boy whose po- who posed the inquiry shifted uneasily, and already the bard realised he had taken too, too long to answer. You may have any tale that suits your liking, he said at last, smiling warmly, as he recalled the charm he was still capable of wielding. But my fine young man, if it's a tale about Sir Crokington, you actor, I pray don't need a bit more to go on. Numerous indeed are the stories that speak of her adventures. Is it the halls of the Wolf King? It's not the one about the Alder Throne, is it? What about the one where she becomes the... No. I don't think that's the... That's it. I just wonder how that sentence would have ended. The one where she becomes the... Hmm. So, so many interesting ways that sentence could have ended. The young boy... Smiles, smiles, ba- smiled bashfully and blushed, shaking his head before turning away to share a smirk with his waiting sibling. Wait just a bit. I seem to recall a young man about your age asking me, me about just such a tale last winter. It wouldn't happen to be the one about the Wand of Dragonfire, or would it? Ah, yes. I think that might be a fitting night for so cold, telling for so cold a night. As it was in the dead of a fitful northern Tyson winter that a particular counter begins. In fact, young man, young master, though I doubt at least you've forgotten it. That tale begins here, in this very whim, in, in this very womb, beneath these very timbers. In a season of bitter and terrible as the one that besets us now. Before the glow of the same fireplace that no doubt cast its warmth on our brave adventurer some long years ago. The balladeer smiled, and for the first time since Seppi out of his door in Trithic several weeks ago, he was a member to Raper what it was, and could always renew his spirit and forever adhere his craft to his heart. Two or two hundred, the number was not important. King's Court or the dim fire-lit room of a wangshackle tavern. The setting was an afterthought. Epic sagas of mystical creatures and, all, and the undaunted heroes that pursued them. All the half-remembered accounts. Accounts of na- nameless adventurers lost in some wild, lo- lonely, wild look. Look. The stories themselves were small details. What matters most was there were tales to be told and ears eager to receive them. After taking a deep breath, the bard reached down 
and again took up his loot. Tonight, he would give them a tale to remember. Fifteen seconds ago, in the common room of the Goblin Claw Inn, the man you've come here seeking isn't difficult to spot. Seated at the furthest table from the fire, clad in at least two layers of unblemished furs, with his back pressed firmly against the wall, the retowned, black-bearded tra- trader salutes you with a friendly wave. He motions for you to join him at the table and quickly calls for two ales. I was told you'd be prompt, says Norak in a cordial tone. Looks like you're well deserving of your reputation. I must say, with all I've heard, you're much the way I imagined you might be. Unsure whether the last bit was meant as a compliment or a side jab, you ignore it and ask him if he's bought the map. He nods, but makes no attempt to produce any evidence of the claim. The owls arrive and he quickly empties his flagon. I know you know the price for the map, he says, leaning forward and lowering his voice. But I'm a man who's willing to negotiate. There's a small favour you might be able to do for me in exchange for it. Unless you're quite at ease with parting with your gold. Ask to hear one. Well, well might as well hear. The shifty traver, with his eyes darting to all four corners of the room in rapid succession, leans forward and whispers. There's a man just across the way here. Don't turn. Who carries in his pack an item I've been pursuing for more months than I care to admit, says Norwalk. I've no doubt you might have heard his name before. If you could retrieve the object from me, I'd be willing to give you the map. You ask him what the item is, and he smiles. It's a set of coins like this one, says the trader, reaching his shirt and producing a crudely hammered copper coin that dangles from a thin chain. There are five of them in a black pouch in his pack. They're loose to him. It's refused the offers made by a few others in my half. However, Sir Croakington, I'm a man who does not easily relent. Norak signals that it's safe for you to turn and look at the man in question. Your gaze falls upon a ragged, unshaven man seated on the far side of the womb. Your pulse quickens as you come to a startling realisation. The, wag- the rugged, unshaven man clad in a green tunic, a leather vest with a pair of small axes tacked to his side, with tight leggings, is beyond beyond any doubt the recently famous adventurer, Trudungar. Right, he's got a law book entry. Over the past several years, in particular the last few months, the bold woodsman and adventurer known only as Trudungar has risen to nearly legendary status due to a series of brazen exploits across the kingdom of Tysa. Most recently, Turungar has been credited with running off a band of ogres responsible for attacking settlements on the kingdom's western frontier. The exploits of this woodsman and warrior have made him something of a legend in certain regions of the kingdom. However, it is fierce temper that has earned him the reputation of someone who is not to be crossed. Quite a fiery streak runs through that one, says Norwalk, eyeing you closely. I don't suppose the likes of him give you any cause to weigh, though. 
I don't care what means you use either. I'll swap the map for these coins he's carrying, and we'll call our business at the end. Okay, so I can... I can attempt to retrieve the coins, or just stick to the original payment. Yeah, well, I'll try, I'll try. It's something to do, at least. Figuring that relieving Trollagar the pouch of coins supposedly sits in his pack will be a relatively simple matter. Despite the eventual steely reputation, you agree to Normrock's bold proposal and immediately begin to construe how it is you will achieve that end. The trader seems thrilled, thrilled you agree to it. And when Trogengar passes from his chair and strolls out of the inn, presumably to answer a call of nature, Norok grins and stabs his finger towards the door. Hmm. So the goblin Chlorine doesn't have an indoor toilet, which of course makes sense, because there's a whole lot of stuff you've got to do to turn to make an indoor toilet, you know, actually work. <laughs> Because, I mean, you can put a hole in, but in the end, <laughs> digging a hole, that's easy enough. But then all you'd have is a hole filled with shit. And then what are you going to do? Get the shit out? That's difficult. And you can't use plumbing because they're in the middle of nowhere. And we're in the medieval period where that the sort of mass infrastructure projects that would get plumbing to an inn in the middle of nowhere, don't exist yet. And yes, there's probably, probably maybe set up a little, a pipe to drain it off or something. But as I say, that would be a lot of work. So just saying, go, go, just go outside. And of course, if it's an outdoor, I mean, I mean there might be an outhouse there. And then if that out, the, the hole under that house gets filled up. Just move move the outyard, outhouse a yard. Just move the outhouse to another yard. When that fills up, move the outhouse to another yard. When that fills up, move the outhouse to another yard. And then probably five, probably after about ten or so moves, the, the first one would have turned into regular soil again, so you could just... Cycle it back. Now's, now's the chance, he whispers. I'll be right here, my friend. Playing little attention to what he has to say, you glance cautiously around the comp room before rising and making your way outside to find the lone adventurer. As you step out of the inn, you're greeted by a strong gust of frigid wind, carrying swirling bi billows of soft white snow. The storm that assails you as your major way into South Trod Glen has resumed with, with renewed intensity in the face of the bitter cold. Your first instinct is to retreat back into the noisy warmth of the inn, but that thought is quickly erased as your eyes fall upon Tungungar, standing alone at the end of the path leading down into the road. The adventurer appears to be gazing up at the sky, seemingly oblivious, or at least tolerant, of the deadly, deadly chill now settling upon everything. Realise your best and likely only opportunity to obtain what you seek from, from Tugungar. Alright, so I can. I have three options. Attempt a bargain, which will go for the coins. 
attempt to take them from him, which admittedly that might end badly because now we've got a now we've got a a skilled axeman who will be mad at us. And, you know, a person who's also, you know, a hero. So a lot of people would be really pissed off if I were to, if I ended up having to kill him. And, you know, there'd be more ogres in the world as well. Because all the, all the people that would have been saved by him killing the ogres will now die. So, yeah, can't, can't, really, can't really risk that. Attempt... To bargain with Trungar for the coins. As you approach Trungar, who stands gazing into the snow-filled sky at the end of the path, the master adventurer spins to face you, his white hand to the hilt of his sword. Just as he's about, about to draw the weapon, a puzzled look passes over his face. You're not one of Norok's wafts, he says. You'll forgive my reaction. One must remain on guard, or swine like Nomok in the vicinity. He introduces yourself, and you do the same. At the mention of your name, Tunga opens his wide eyes wide. It's an honour to meet you, at last, Sir Krokin, he says. I'd often wonder, sir, I'd someday find you here, at the old inn. Wasting no time, you explain your current situation to Tunga, at least as much as you need to go, and ask if he'd be willing to trade you the coins. He seems somewhat taken back by your knowledge that he possesses the coins, and also a bit put off by an involvement with Nonrock. Suppose I might consider it, he says at last. But only because it's you, Sir Crokington. I would trust you, trust, warn you, however, that a man you're dealing with is not to be trusted. No one is of any use to that man once they have served their intended purpose. But not to worry, I intend to have nothing more to do with him once I've got the map. Tungar offers to trade you the pouch in question for 5,000 gold. 5,000 less than it would cost you to acquire the map from Nombok, as originally intended. So, I've got some options. I could use diplomacy to see if I can whittle down the price a little bit, presumably. I could just give him the 5,000 gold. I could refuse the offer, return to the inn, and have to pay the ten thousand gold to get the to get the map. Or I could attempt to take the coins by force. Now that's rude, isn't it? Can't be doing that. It's very unheroic. Now let's just see what happens with diplomacy. Succeeded. After a brief but highly successful bout of haggling with Chongar. You managed to convince him to part with his pouch of coins for only 3,000 gold. Alright, well that's, that's a bargain. Pay Trungar 3,000 gold for the coins. You pay Trungar the 3,000 gold and he removes a small black pouch from his leather pack and hands it to you. You loosen the top of the pouch and peer inside at the five copper coins nestled snugly within. I have a pouch of copper coins. This crude black pouch contains five crudely hammered copper coins. Norok the Traber asked you to retrieve the item from the famous adventurer Chongar in exchange the map to Zazuzin's lair. You thank Chongar for the coins, and he tells you he's happy to part with them, as he's found little use for them. 
He asks if he knows anything about the Stiffens and says he acquired them in Ogre's Lair near Charna about a year ago. You say that Nomuk wants them, he asks. You must take, take care when dealing with his ilk, Sir Crokington, so I don't believe I need to caution you about such things. I wish you well on the well road ahead. You return the genuine sentiment for turning heading back into the inn. You return to the table is met with a broad and somewhat sinister grin from the shifty trader. Nomwork studies you carefully with his searching gaze, as if trying to determine the success or failure of your task without having to ask. You certainly realise he would likely never know whether you actually obtained the coins from Tungar. So I could keep the coins for myself, but that of course means I have to pay full price for the map. Now, it's admittedly these coins don't do anything. There's no suggestion they will do anything. I mean, if you're a complete, you're a hyper-completionist who just wants to have an item so you can have it, you could then just store it in your residence and then have another unique item there. But I don't think I'm that much of a completionist. Or oh, hoarder. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, that's more the term, hoarder. No, I'm going to keep to my bar- card bargain and show them the coins, because they are of no use to me at all. Norwalk's eyes widened perceptively when he produced a small black pouch and, and set it down on the table. Reach, reaches for it almost at once, but yet but your hand comes to rest on the objects, silently signaling you have no intention of giving up to the trader who has fulfilled his part of the bargain. Open it up, if you please, he says, keeping his eyes on the pouch. You loosen the top of the small bag and display the copper coins within. A fine job of it, he says, grinning. Nomwek holds up his white hand, and you turn to see a tall man in a brown cloak, moving up to the table. The man arrives at your side and turns to regard you with a nod, revealing a middle-aged... middle-aged bearded face. The newcomer turns and nods at Nomok before depositing a leather scroll case onto the table. Hmm, makes sense. Keep, 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 the, keep the map away from his person so no one can just, you know, steal it from him. Then, without having said a word, the stranger turns and leads, striding directly out of the inn door, inn's front door. Nomok reaches out and takes hold of the pouch, grinning wildly as he peer, peers in at its contents. Now, why does he want those coins? No idea. Maybe, maybe he's just a numicistist. He just likes having rare coins, because presumably these are very rare coins indeed. Perhaps they're, perhaps they're the only, the only coins of their type in the entire kingdom. In which case, I could totally understand, stand a coin, a coin geek wanting to have them, you know, so we can finish the set or something like that. Newark watches you closely as you take possession of the scroll case and open it. You draw a yellow. Furled piece of ragged paper and carefully examine it. The markings on the ancient map are faked, but you are certain this is indeed the item 
Guild Master described, and that that will lead you to the long hidden lair of Zadzuin. You note that the mark on the mast is in the midst of a broad section of the forest in the southern edge of Fainvale in southern Tysa. Hmm. Keep going back there, don't we? And we now have the map to Zadzuin's lair. This is the tattered yellow map you obtained from Nomwick the Trailer and Goblin Corps Inn. The map details the location deep in the southern forests of Fainvale. A star-shaped mark, mark in the middle of the bog indicates the location of Zazuin's long-hidden lair. Everything's in order, I take it, says Nomwuk, leering at you from beneath his heavily furrowed brow. Well then, our business can be considered concluded. You may send your regard to our mutual friend in Trithic and tell him that it is my opinion she get out into the world a bit more than has been his habit. The trader rises from, his, from the table and bows before turning and heading towards the door. You watch him depart and are surprised to see five men in various locations throughout the combo room falling behind him as he makes his way out into the snowy night. Ah, so, yeah, so presumably if I tried to just yoink, if I tried to yoink the map, for one, I've been, he's not got it on himself. But so if somehow I'd, I don't know, followed, followed some, followed some glancing or something like that, or maybe used divination and thought, oh, it's that guy. I, if I tried to yunk it from the guy who actually has it, there'd have been the other five people would have noticed me yunking and went, oi, oi. Bad! Don't steal! Okay? Alright, we go. If you tell. If you say. If, if, we, if you. Don't put that back right now. We're going to tell everyone in the Goblin Claw that you stole. And that will lower your alignment. I was like, oh, I can't be doing that. And then I stopped stealing. Or they could try to fight me. But really, I don't want to get into that. Don't want to ruin people's beer. You spend a mostly sleepless night in your in the in your uncomfortable private room on the second floor of the inn. Your half-remembered dreams and wary thoughts are plagued with thoughts of the journey that lies ahead, and what you might expect to find upon reaching the long-hidden lair of the legendary Zadzuin. At the first light of a bleak, frigid dawn falls across the warped planks of the floor. You reluctantly rise and ascend into the common room, eager to attack a steaming mug of paleo, and begin the long trek to Thanevale. I presume, since this is happening, this story is being told in this tavern, the parts that take part in this tavern are probably getting more focus on than they would have say it was told told in a tavern in Trithic, or Talonus, or Trindemore, or even, perhaps, I presume these tales become well-spread, even somewhere in, in, in other kingdoms. Maybe even as far as Ashbeer. <laughs> Alright, to Fainedale.
The track from self-trodgen to Fainvale takes longer than you would have ever anticipated. Inclement winter weather, coupled with the usual hazards of travel through the wider regions of the kingdom. Bandits, goblins and a pair of half-starved ogres serves to slow, but not stall, your progress. At last, after having lost count of the days since departing from the doorstep of the Goblin Claw Inn, you find yourself drawing to within the final mile of the mark on your map that you hope indicates the location of Zazuin's long-hidden lair. Now, I assume in other tellings of this tale, told by other bards, they probably fill in this bit a bit more. They, they say they name the bandits we've slain possibly hyping them up a bit. They describe exactly how I fought the goblins and give it and give a, a have basically have an entire entire song about me fighting those half star ogres. Or maybe I don't know. Getting them some soup. <laughs> depending on depending on the audience. Find yourself drawing to within the final mile, mile mark of your map. Final mile of, of the mark on your map. You hope indicates the location of Zazuin's long hidden lair. The thick strength of forest through which you've trekked since leaving the main road that cuts through the faint veil begins to gradually thin out as it nears an area of stony hills. It is there. At the base of a towering slope, in a remote, desolate corner of the Valley of Thames, that you at last come upon the lair of Zadzuin. Set into the base of the hill, base of the steep, rocky hill in front of you, nearly ten feet of diameter, is a massive stone disc. A thick layer of moss, dirt and grime covers the disc, which you immediately realise must be the portal that seals off Zadzuin's final hoard. As you step forward and begin examining the disc, you're beginning to wonder how you might attempt to reflect its opening, when suddenly all seven of the one fragments in your possession begin to glow brightly. Well, that's convenient. With all seven pieces of, wand of, of the Wand of Dragonfire flaring brightly, you step back. Just as a loud grating noise rises into the air, a powerful tremor runs through the ground beneath your feet, causing you to stumble several steps to the right in a desperate bid to retain your balance. Leaning up against the trunk of the sturdy ash, you watch as the large stone disc slowly begins to spin, while simultaneously withdrawing into the earth to your left. After nearly three minutes, the disc has disappeared completely, leaving only a massive dark hole in the base of the slope. You cautiously approach the opening and peer into the gloom. A broad passage of moss-covered stone extends out of sight into the darkness beyond the spot where the stone disc rested only moments ago. Without hesitation, but with your every sense, sense alert... For the first sign of danger, you move forward into the shadows. The moment you step into the gloom-filled passage beyond the spot where the stone disc stood, 
A wild tremor shakes the corridor, locking you off your feet. As you struggle to get up, you watch with horror as a stone disc swiftly spins back into place behind you, casting you in complete darkness and sealing you in this forgotten lair. As your trusty light source flares to life, revealing once again the mossy passage you had glimpsed for only a moment previously, your mind begins to churn with a host of nightmarish thoughts. Foremost among these thoughts is a sincere hope that you haven't just stepped into your own tomb. Alright, okay. It's probably gonna have the standard walls where you're stuck inside the dungeon until you fit, until you solve it. No going out and resting. No be able to go all the way to Talonus, get blessings of protection and go back. No, 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 you get, you, you, you go, you gotta do it all in one go. Because, I mean, if you can't do it all in one go, you don't deserve the wand of dragon fire. It should be left to a more, you should die, and then the next, wor- and then a more worthy hero will be able to pick whatever, will be able to find whatever bits solve the puzzle, find the puzzle-solving bits from your corpse, and then use those to actually get the wand of dragonfire. That's the rules. We can't just we can't just be letting someone just go do 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 and just pick up the wand of dragonfire. This is the most most powerful weapon of the age. I can't we can't be giving it around all willy nilly. You stand just to the east of the massive disk of stone that has sealed you in this shadowy lair. To the east, the passage of stone-covered stone, the passage of moss-covered stone blocks, extends out of sight into the gloom. So you can attempt to rest here, but there's no point doing that yet because I'm fully healed. All right, I'm starting in the northwest corner of the dungeon, and there's a Passage way across to the east-west passage at the start. The massive stone blocks that make up the wall, ceiling and floor of the frigid, snaking corridor of Zazwin's long-hidden abode are covered with the slick grey moss. A fog of your breath clouds your eyes as you cautiously make your way through this strange labyrinth. Alright, I'm going to go as far as I can to the east... Alright, I've reached the corner, now I can go south. And I can go west, and there's there's three passages that lead up to a middle piece. What's this bit? The corridor ends abruptly to the west, and you're left looking directly at the strange verse carved into massive one of the massive stone blocks in the middle of the wall ahead. The verse reads Until the day this this spell shall break. Afflicted lives my soul. It splintered sleep upon the stone. My blood to make it whole. Alright, so I've got to get some blood and that can fix the wand, I guess. Head back east. Okay. And then southeast of there is another end. You're standing at the end of a broad corridor you've been following. 
Yeah, yeah, seems particularly frigid. An eerie feeling, almost as if you're being watched, comes over you as you examine the end of the passage, okay? Can't seem to do anything here yet. Your, your cautious movement on the corridor is brought to an abrupt halt by the sudden arrival of a large mass of undulating slime. The formless, mindless predator whipples wildly as it surges along the passage towards you, sensing that the heat given off by your body and seek and seeking to consume your flesh. It is a grey slime. And I go into battle rage. I'm... I've been walking. It took me several weeks to get here. I'm freaking exhausted and my feet hurt. And now you want to fight me? I mean, fair enough, but still I'm angry. The weaving mass of grey slime surges forward and attempts to envelop you. Yep. And slain. 6 XP. Following demise of your slime, you, you take a few moments to check over your equipment before once again setting off along, along the passage. There are 23 grey slimes remaining in this lair. It is your... It is your benefit to find and defeat them before 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 all defeat them all before attempting to dot 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 twenty three grey slimes three slimes wandering in the tomb twenty three grey slimes wandering in the tomb and if one of those grey slimes meets its after doom There'll be 22 grey slimes wandering in the tomb. And but, but we haven't done that yet. Yeah, maybe that, maybe that. Okay, here's 22 grey slimes. Well, 23. The course, your cautious movement on the corridor has brought an abrupt halt by the sudden arrival of a large mass of undulating grey slime. The, fun, the formless, mindless predator whipples wildly as it surges... Along, along the passage towards you, sensing the heat given off by your body and seeking to consume your flesh. Grey slime. And if this grey slime meets telekipathic doom, well, that was taking a while, blasting with the force of telekinetic cake. You hope your opponent's attack is encased your leg is like, oh no, I need my leg for walking. A necromantic doom. Telepathic goon! You've slain this foe. Following the demise of the slime, you take a few moments to check over your equipment before once again setting off along the passage. 22 slimes left now. Now, I'm imagining that, that in, in the tavern in the future, there's probably a song like that explaining it. A, sing, a song where everyone joins in. Possibly a bit better than that, though. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, and, and this... this I've got to the western side of the three passages that converge in the middle. What's this got here? The corridor ends ends abruptly to the east, and you find you find yourself staring directly at the cryptic verse carved into one of the massive stone blocks at the centre of the wall ahead. The curse, the verse weeds, a cursed beast now left to crawl these tunnels. In the gloom. A place of peace. At last no sound. These passages my tomb. Head back west. Oh, poor Zadzivin. There's so many years alone. Wandering these block these tombs. This tomb just all alone. Because he is not quite sure what he'll do if he ever met anyone else. So the only so he's doing the only thing he knows how to do, keeping the monsters away from everyone else. Even if that monster is himself. Uh, and now the passage that goes into the middle from the south. You're standing in a small alcove just off the main passage to the south. Against the north wall of this passage stands a narrow stone plinth. Head back. Uh, you can use an item here. Uh, maybe those, those glowing fragments. Can I use the glowing one fragments? Yes. You place all seven fragments of the glowing one what seven fragments of the wand of dragon farm stone plinth. And I can pick them up again, but there's something they can do here once I found some blood to make them whole. Okay. Here's another grey slime, I'm just gonna quick combat that. 
while another verse of the song continues. Following the demise of the slime, you take a few moments to check over your equipment, before once again setting off along the passage. Twenty-two grey slimes wandering in a tomb. Twenty-two grey slimes wandering in a tomb. And if one of those grey slimes should meet their utter doom, there'll be twenty-two grey slimes. Be twenty-one grey slimes wandering in the tomb. And so on. Alright, um, now the passage is curled round. Here's another grey slime. Just quick combat. 21 grey slimes wandering in the tomb. 21 grey slimes wandering in the tomb. And if one of those grey slimes should be sent to their doom, there'll be 20 grey slimes wandering in the tomb. And so on. Yeah. Alright, the passage curls round the we on the western side and then it goes along the bottom on the south and now very near here's another grey slime. Twenty grey slimes wandering in the tomb. Twenty grey slimes oozing through the tomb. And if one of those grey slimes should meet their utter doom, there'll be ninety there's now 19 grey slimes wandering in the tomb. And so on. Uh, honestly, I probably... Okay, you've probably heard, heard enough of that verse. You can probably infer the rest of them. I mean, I haven't got an audience, so it's not as much fun. Okay, so I got, curl, around the su curl around the southern side. Go from west to east. There's an alcove to the north and an alcove to the right. Alcove to the north. You're standing in a small chamber just off the broad corridor to the south. A scattering of sh jagged shards to remains of a shattered vial lie in one corner of the room. Well, might as well collect them. Presumably I'll be able to fix the vial. Collect the shards of the vial. You carefully collect all the shards of the shattered vial, being very careful to wrap them up in some sort of I don't know, a handkerchief or, or something. Anyway, something that means I don't cut myself on them. Because, I mean, if it's glass and it's broke, it's just going to be, it's going to have lots of sharp edges. And I place them very safely in amongst my other belongings so they don't break me or anyone or break, or break any more. Shattered vial. Let's have a closer look. These are the shattered fragments of a vial. Not, no, no particular description here. Alright. And what's at the east, east side? You reach the end of the passage and immediately find the corridor filled with an enormous, undulating mass of great slime. Revolting, worthing mass of slime swiftly gathers itself into a tall wave, wave and surges along the passage towards you. So I could hold my ground and face the surging mass of slime. Hmm. But I haven't yet finished those grey slimes off, so I'm going to flee immediately. You turn and take flight along the passage, dashing to the west as fast as your weary legs would allow. As you reach the spot where the corridor turns abruptly to the north, you stop to catch your breath and are relieved to discover that you've not been pursued. It's another grey slime. 
All right, that brings us to 18. So that's one quarter of the slimes defeated now. So I don't think we'll be able to do anything else. Wait, could I? Seven, there's another slime gone. That's 17. And there's another slime. That's 16. That's one third of the, the slime slain. And there goes another. All right, that's... 15 left now. Can I use the the shattered vial here? Maybe it will fix it. And use. No, no. Head back south. Alright, just gonna wander around. There's another vial. Grey slime. 14 left. Alright, 10 down so far. And there's another one. 13, we're nearly halfway there. And that closes to 12. We're halfway there. We're living on a prayer. Take my hand, we'll make it I swear. And so on. And so on. Whoa. And there we are. And yep, and there's 11. Just, keep, just gotta wander around until I find them all. That's just, just how random battles work. Although, admittedly, it's probably less annoying than if they were, you know, you actually had to find them. Because there'll probably be one left over that somehow managed to, that you somehow managed to use force magic on. And, and, and somehow end up, end up swatting it away to somewhere you can't reach it <laughs> or something like that grace another gray slime seven left we're, we're most of the way there now and then once i've defeated all these little slimes i can fight the big slime six left that's three quarters done one quarter remains another gray slime keep going gray slime Four left. Four grey slimes remain. Won't take me long to find the others. And unless these... Nah. I don't think... I don't think he, he planned it so that the the rate of random encounters decreases when you have less slimes to find. Because that would just be really annoying. If, if, you, if you have to spend... There's a single grey slime remaining in this lair. It's your benefit to find and defeat them all before attempting to. Final grey slime. It's the final grey slime. Do 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 We've beaten the grey slimes. Now to fight the big one. And then we can get some blood to restore the wand. There's no more f f random fights left to go. Just the one to be found, to be found. And then I can use it to burn it, to burn in eight skeletons. 
because that was the final grey slime to do do and so on. Now, good. Now, I hope no. I hope no copyright lawyers heard that. Although I think my singing was bad enough that there's no one who could possibly in any way mistake it for the original. <laughs> Alright. Face the surging mass of slime, healing myself fully first. Hold your ground and face the surging mass of slime. The massive tide of grey slime surges forward and attempts to envelop you in its deadly, corrosive black grasp. It's a massive grey slime. The writhing mass of grey slime surges forward and attempts to envelop you. So if, if I hadn't defeated all the grey slimes, every, every grey slime that is still, is still around increases its HP, increases your foe's SP by about 200 or something. So if you just rush forward and just go, yeah, smash, smash, smash now, smash the bad thing, you'd, you, it, it would probably be too tough for you. Because it's just got to have so much health. The writhing massacre fire slurges forward and attempts to envelop you. Your opponent's attack has encased your leg in slime for 14 damage. And now I go into a battle wage. Gah! I just want to get the wand! And so on. Your smasher wallops your foe for 8 damage. Keep going. Your opponent's leg is attack has encased your leg in slime. 5 damage from that. As my Walloper smashes again and again. It's nearly done. Swing my club and it is slain. 138 XP. Your final blow sends a series of wide whipples through the writhing mass of slime. Without warning, it suddenly separates into thousands of oozing streams that streak off into the shadowy corners of the passage. The terrified, mindless creature that long ago seeped into this desolate lair is, for now, gone. You stand at the eastern end of a long, broad corridor, resting against the wall in front of you, formerly obscured by the massive grey slime taking up resident here, is a tall, ornate framed mirror. The iron mirror the iron surrounding the mirror is badly tarnished. But the reflected surface it guards is clear on a mask. Particular item, maybe, if you see it. Uh, a vial, I guess, because I just got that. No? Um. Hmm. Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get those one bits. Maybe use those there. Pick up the pieces of the wand. Use them, so on the quick use list. Alright, I'll show the wand pieces to him, then, then, uh, then, the, then whoever, then who or whatever is in charge of this dungeon will know that I've. Okay, glowing. Where, where are they? 
Where's my one pieces? Control F. Did I forget to pick them up? Or did I put them back again? Okay, let's try this again. Um, hmm. I'm sure I, I had them, but uh, maybe I just refresh. Hmm. That seems to be in a bit of a sticky wicket now. Because um, the glowing worm fragments seem to have disappeared. Let me just try this again. Frag. Search for glow. No, uh, hmm. What happened here? Well, that's a that's a bugger. Oh uh, well, I might just have to rest here. You settle down to the corner at the end of the passage and get and set about getting some much needed rest. I'm fully restored. After a short while, refreshed and ready to proceed, you wise and prepare to once again continue exploration of these twisting passages. Hmm. I seem to have lost the. I seem to have lost the glowing one fragments, and that sucks. Because I'm pretty sure I need them to uh, uh, finish the dungeon. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna check some things. All right, I'm just gonna have to. Start the go through the adventure again. I'll just I'll go for it quickly, and we'll we back up when we've caught up. Okay, I'm back to I'm back to where I was before. But now I have my glowing wand fragments. Time to show them to the mirror. Use two hundred fifty six experience to general. The moment you hold up the glowing wand fragments to the mirror. The tall, sheer surface of the glass shimmers brightly, for hid and the hideous image of a bent and twisted man. His features, monstrously deformed, take shape upon it. Seek that it will contain my blood, croaks the horrid and anticipated beast in the mirror, unable to turn his misshapen head to leer up at you. The vile figure in the mirror appears to be attempting to say something further when the glass surface shimmers, shimmers brightly. When the shimmering subsides, the image of the twisted man is gone and you're left staring at your own reflection. You can only assume that the figure you saw in the mirror is what, what became, or has become, of the legendary knight Zazuin. Oh, I've got to find something that can make hold the blood. Collect the shards of the vial, which I, which I got in the in in my first try. Okay, let's show him the shards of the vial. Yeah.
the Shattered Vile. 384 experience to general. The instant you hold up the shattered remains of the vial to the mirror, the tall, sheer surface of the mirror glimmers brightly full, and once again the hideous image of a bent and twisted man, his every feature monstrously deformed, takes shape upon it. Without speaking, the man in the mirror raises his garled white arm, and at once the fragments of the vial you're holding begin to glow. You watch in amazement as the vial reforms in your hands. When the glow finally lay, fades, you're left out holding a flawless, glittering vial. Let's have a closer look at it. This glittering vial is currently empty. The vial fig I'm going to use that now, so it's on the quick use list. The vial figure in the mirror appears to be tempted to say something further. When the glass surface suddenly shimmers brightly. When the shimmering subsides, the image of the twisted man is gone, and you're left staring at your own reflection. You can only assume the figure you saw in the mirror is what became, or has become, of the legendary knight Zadzuin. Okay. Can't use... Gotta fill that vial up with some blood. Alright, I'm gonna go to the other side of the dungeon. Which just happens to be almost next to where we just were. Down back to the southeast corner, but the other side of it. You're standing at the end of a broad stone corridor you've been following. The air here seems particularly frigid. An eerie feeling, almost as if you're being watched, comes over you as you examine the end of the passage. A particular item may be of use here. The glittering vial. Glowing one fragment. 256 experience to general. You hold out the glowing one fragment and immediately startled by a vicious snarl that whops from the passage behind you. Instinctively, you spin around, prepared to defend yourself against whatever horror is stalking towards you out of the shadows. The figure lurching out of the gloom and into the glow of the light. It's a so- light source is one that evokes both pity and dread. Finish me! Growls the bent, twisted figure of the man, crawling along the passage towards you, his limbs protruding at odd angles from his inancipated torso. The shattered, tattered remains of what must once have been a splendid suit of chain armour hangs from his tortured shoulders as he lurches forward, straining to wise his misshapen head and cast his gaze upon you. You immediately recognise him to be identical to the hideous figure you twice saw appear in the surface of the mirror. The cursed remains of the once legendary knight, Zazuin. Finish me! All this place will become your tomb as well! He snarls, lunging forward towards you. You fall back and unwillingly assume a combat-ready stance as you prepare to heed Zazuin's Startling command. Zadzuin, he's cursed. I have to fight him, and it's sad, but I guess it's what has to be. And there is no subduing option here. Zadzuin lunges at you, striking out with his twisted limbs. 
Your enemy deals you a brutal blow for 12 damage. You have slain your foe. 133 experience. Zazuin collapses onto the moss-covered floor of the passage. Slowly, with a great deal of difficulty, he turns his head towards you. Revealing the hideously disfigured face that ultimately drove him to the depths of his lonely, lonely lair. You must remake the wand, he grasped. Then you must... Before you can utter another word, he emits a final, ragged breath and expires. You're about to move forward to examine his remains. Before you take in a single step, his twisted body begins to shrivel. You look on in growing horror as the misshapen, tormented form of the legendary knight turns into little more than a pile of ash-grey dust in the middle of the corridor. Although you can't be certain, you are haunted by the inexplicable feeling that something among your possessions has changed. Disturbed by the encounter with the cursed knight, and eager to move away from the location, you check over your equipment before turning and heading back. Heading to the north. Alright, let's look at this glittering vial. It's now a glittering blood-filled vial. The glittering vial is filled with the dark red blood of Zadsuin. How did it get in there? I'm not sure. But, now... Now we can use the blood to make to make it whole. It being the wand of Dragonfire. Alright, stage one. Glowing wand fragments are on the are on, on the stone. Next stage two. Use the blood vial. 512 experience to general. You remove the glittering blood-filled vial from among your possessions and empty its dark red contents onto the glowing wand fragments scattered across the surface of the plinth. You almost, almost immediately, a fierce red glow envelops all seven pieces of the wand. You quickly turn your gaze away from the plinth to avoid being blinded. Moments later... When the glow subsides, you look back to the plinth and your eyes fall upon the long iron wand resting upon its rough-hewn surface. You reach down and take hold of the Wand of Dragonfire! Let's have a look at it. This long iron wand, its surface engraved with swirling flames, is the Wand of Dragonfire. The powerful weapon wielded by the legendary knight, Zedzuin. Little is known about this artifact. Because uh, it got smashed by a dragon before it could really be documented. But now it's fixed. Realising at once you need to find your way safely out of this, oh yeah that. You stow the wand safely among your possessions and prepare to set off on your way. Alright. Let's let's see if let's have a look in this mirror. 
use the Wand of Dragonfire. 512 experience to general. The moment you hold up the reformed Wand of Dragonfire to the mirror, the tall, sheer surface of the glass shimmers brightly, and the image of a tall, chain-clad knight appears before it. You are free of this place! Whom you re- says the knight, whom you recognise at once to be Zatsuin himself, in an earlier, happier time. I pray that I may at last find peace in the halls of the Allfather, where I can once again look upon the faces of those I have known and loved. May your life be long, friend, and your trials few. With that, the image in the, in the mirror shimmers and then fades, leaving you leaving you staring at your own reflection. Alright. Now I hope now now Zazuin, you can team up with the with the spirits of those eight people who who were killed by killed by Durinol in the final combat. And then you can uh, I don't know become a become a Become a league of giant of dragon fighting angels. That'd be cool. With that, the imi- image in the mirror shimmers and then fades, leaving you staring at your own reflection. Okay, I can now get my make my way out of here. Or can I? As you reach the end of the corridor, the approaching massive stone disc that is sealed you in this dark lair, a violent tremor suddenly shakes the passage, nearly knocking you off your feet. The wand of dragonfire glows brightly for a few moments as the stone disc begins spinning and retreating into the earth. The earth to the wiser corridor. Convenient. The wand of dragon dragonfire is what means you can get out. So if you don't fix the wand of dragonfire you can never escape (laughs) but also you can't get in unless you have the pieces of the wand of dragonfire so it's not really it's not it's not it's not a dire trap which is why of course there was only slimes in there and no one dared expect except perhaps Zadzuin we're not really sure what he was but other than very much in pain. As the disc retreats, the cold, blinding light of the midwinter afternoon stabs, in you, stabs into the darkness. As soon as there is enough room to squeeze through, you wash out of the underground labyrinth that has taken you prisoner and rejoice in the fresh air of your frigid woodland surroundings. Your trek... Your trek from the lair of Thainvale, House of Thainvale... And the last of Trithic is marked by foul weather, including a fierce winter storm that blows down out of the Fedorins and layers much of the kingdom in a thick blanket of snow. Despite the hardships of the journey, you arrive in Trithic sooner than expected and proceed at once to the Guild Hall of the Adventure Collective. The Guildmaster stands up from the cluttered table behind which he sits and welcomes you back. Before he can even ask, you present him the reformed wand of dragonfire for inspection, as he requests at the outset of the quest. He studies the wand thoroughly for several moments, then hands it back to you. A prize beyond most measure, he says. 
You must keep the wand safe at all times, Sir Crokington, and you must be certain not to abuse its power, which is very easy because it has a lot of it. It is for it is most certain that it is in some way connected to the curse that befell Dadzuin. You thank the guildmaster for the warning and tell him that you will keep it safe. After a long conversation with the guildmaster, interrupting him all details, well, not all, of your recent adventure, you politely take your leave of him. He wishes you well and once again reminds you to keep the one safe. With that, you turn and make your way out of the chamber into the guild, and into the guild hall's common room. Late one wintry night. Quite a few years from now, in a familiar corner of the kingdom. The balladeer le- leaned back in his chair and rested his loot across his knees as his wary eyes scanned the two dozen faces turned to him. Staring through the gathering juke gloom of the inn's common room, a gloom broken only sporadically by the fire's flickering light, his tired gaze fell upon the two, young, two boys whom the tower had primarily be delivered. The younger lad was asleep, slumped up against his brother's side. He had nodded off near to the end of the telling. The lad who, who remained awake smiled. The others, now turning and shuffling off to the door, or to the far corners of the room, had wandered in while the tale had already begun. One by one they had found themselves captivated, at first by the warm, reassuring glow animating from the fire, fireplace then by the carefully chosen words of a master storyteller. Those fingers had forgotten none of their familiar haunts. Along the warm, along the worn flets, frets of his flute, and those song, tongue waist, waste to stay astride of the vivid scenes coursing through her mind, blissfully unaffected by the memory of sixty previous winters. The bard returned the boy's smile, and, get, and, for, and for a fleeting moment their eyes met. And in an instant, Silart Orgray felt as if he himself were like Sir Crokington, worthy in the eyes of that young lad of a hero's adoration. But how quickly remembered, and how quickly put such a dangerous notion to rest. The stories he told were not his, and they would always be there. Waiting for another telling, long after he and a hundred more after him were gone. Tonight, however, the bard would secretly rejoice, waiting in the chair, just a little while longer, bathed in the radiant glow of fire, now freshly stirred to life by a farmer who lived just a mile or so up the road. A farmer who on this night, like all those present, had been taken on a fantastic journey, all the way from the common womb of the Goblin Clawin to the dark, twisting corridors of Dadzuin's last abode, and back. Tonight, he had given them a tale to remember. And that finishes this adventure and gets you 3,072 experience to general. And 1,024 experience to all skills and powers. And that's that's pretty nice. Especially considering we got several hun- 
we got nearly a thousand experience to all skills and powers just for getting the pieces of the wand. Very, very nice. Visit the Guildmaster. Alright, I'll, I'll show him the Wand of Dragonfire. Alright, uh, converse with the Guildmaster. Wand, converse. A wand or dragon fire. Converse. Okay. Okay, okay. I think that's that. That. Now, let's go see that wand in action. Move to the city gates. Have a wandering. Explore the realms at random. Explore now. Nope. Nope. That's the nothing message. It's a wither. Begin combat. Now let's sh show this world of dragon fire in action. Poof. A deafening roar fills the air as a powerful breath of fire explodes from the tip of your iron wand. The enemy is consumed by the ravaging flames, taking 158 points of damage. And that's at the lower end of the amount of damage it can do. And in another two hours, I'll be able to use it again. That's two hours real world time. And this is slain. And you get five XP for that. That was just a random foe. That was just showing it in... Just showing it in action. Now to save the game. Now. Can I do anything... If I, I return to the big dragon and his spirits, does anything happen? Uh, nope, nope, nothing seems to happen. Here we go again. Uh, nope, nope, doesn't seem to happen. Hmm. Looks like... Looks like the actually using the one bit hasn't been hasn't been added to the game. Oh well. Maybe later. Maybe there are things that have to stories that have to be told first. Or maybe you just forgot about it. Because I think most people most everyone's just like, Whoa, that wand is so powerful and they kind of forget what it was for. <laughs> Well, it was supposed to be useful. Climb stairs and exit the vault. Alright. And that is that. Back. So what shall we do next is the question. Hmm. What shall we do next? Hmm. The silver shaft in near Twithic. There's a wattle down below. Yeah, maybe that. Or maybe it'll be something else. 
But either way, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.